bags are packed, are you ready to go? This time tomorrow we'll be on the road Riding with you in the sunnier days I wouldn't want it any other way Hello and welcome to episode 123 of the Corinne Nidja podcast. I'm your host Corinne Nidja and this podcast is where I share vegan health transformation stories. So when I say vegan, I do not mean Oreos, Doritos, Pringles, Crescio bars. I don't mean any of them. I don't mean donuts, vegan donuts. I don't mean vegan magnums. I mean vegan. I am vegan for the animals, but I'm also talking about whole food, plant-based, no oil, which coincidentally is also a vegan diet with no animal products. People often when I share these stories, they say, oh, you know, when you share things saying that a vegan diet can reverse disease, you know, you're deceiving the community. (laughs) But um, after 123 episodes, I'm not talking about a standard vegan diet because a standard vegan diet is very similar to a standard Australian, a standard British, a standard American, Western diet full of high calorie dense foods and processed foods, salts, oils, sugars, fats. I'm not talking about that vegan diet. I'm talking about a whole food plant-based diet, legumes, fruits, vegetables, nuts and seeds, and it's optimal diet for humans and it's the only diet that reverses has been proven to reverse our leading cause of death heart disease it also can reverse type 2 diabetes Crohn's disease ulcerative colitis arthritis prevents Alzheimer's we have guests on the show that have overcome lupus multiple sclerosis osteoarthritis fibromyalgia chronic fatigue syndrome Oh, there's everything. Scroll back. There are so many, many, there's so many incredible stories on this show, not to mention sustainable, lasting, significant weight loss stories have been on this show. Food addiction, depression, other mental health issues. There are so many things that that are reversed when we fuel our body optimally with plants and plant foods. Obviously, there's more to it than that, but that is the foundation and then you can add in improving your sleep quality, exercise, hydration, stress management, all of those pieces, exercise, all those pieces of the puzzle contribute to optimal health. But there's nothing without, you know, if you're putting your car in, if you're leaving, if you're putting donuts in your car engine, but, you know, you're putting on new tires and you're washing it and waxing it every day and you're putting nice oil in the tank, but the petrol still donuts. Of course your car might look amazing, but of course it's still going to be detrimentally impaired by putting the wrong fuel in it. So you can get the right sleep, manage your stress, but if you're meditating and you're still eating absolute rubbish you're missing the biggest piece of the puzzle and that is going to change everything for your health once you add that piece back in, that piece that is a whole food plant-based diet. Now, this week, as of recording this, we are still a nation in a state of emergency with the, fire, with the, with the fires that are raging in New South Wales Victoria, Tasmania, South Australia, Western Australia and the Northern Territory. So if you have any free cash in your wallet and you would like to donate to the bushfires, to the fire brigades, to the Red Cross and to the wildlife, I think that the wildlife are really, really desperate. We've lost over 500 million animals at the time of recording. So if you have any money or if you live locally and you can donate bandages or make bandages and those kind of things, wonderful. If you can donate to 
the the why wires in New South Wales is a wildlife rescue organisation. Now they have received a lot of money, but the other states' wildlife agencies have been a little bit ignored. And so I'm going to put links to the wildlife agencies in the other states in the show notes because I'll, I'll put this links to everything. But I just want to make sure that we also consider the other states that haven't had as much press. Now they haven't had as bigger. You know, they haven't had as much press because they're, the New South, New South Wales has had so much fire and drought and devastation, but still there's animals everywhere across their country that need support. So I'll put those links in the show notes. If you'd like to donate, that would be absolutely wonderful. It doesn't matter how small, $5, $2 even, makes such a difference once you think about if every single person who listens to this episode donated $2, that's a lot of money for the animals. They'd be so happy. So if you have $2 even, a cup of, even a cup of coffee, I'd be so appreciative. And I know that the animals or the people, fire, the fireys or the, the people who've lost their homes would be so appreciative. So thank you so much for your support. This week on the show, we are having another revisit. And I'm doing these revisits, as I said, because I think a lot of people think, oh, well, maybe a vegan diet works initially, but then you become deficient in iron or B12 or vitamin D or protein. And then most people will go back to eating meat and dairy and eggs for those vitamins. It's simply not true. It seems like that's a tr- that's a truth because the people who that have, have have the people that we see in the media that have reversed their diet and become ex vegans have had such large platforms. But they're not the majority; they're the minority. And most people who make the switch to veganism stay for life. And if they have a struggle, they seek out the appropriate support people online or you know nutritionists dietitians plant based doctors to help them optimize their health if they're struggling if they've missed out on you know having vitamin c to help them absorb their iron or if they're not getting enough sunshine or if they're not getting enough b12 through fortified foods they're getting a supplemental spray all of those things i think that the only time it ends up where people revert back to eating meat, especially if you've become an ethical vegan, it's very hard to turn your back on your ethics. So if you've decided at one stage that animals are valuable, that they deserve compassion, kindness, and to be free, to live their own lives for their own life purpose, it's difficult to go back on that and say, actually, no, they don't. They deserve to be forcibly impregnated and farmed for their body parts to be fed to humans. It's pretty difficult to turn your back on your ethics once you've made that that switch for compassionate reasons. So on that note, that's why I'm having this week's guest on the show and last week's guest on the show. And I'll have some I'll have some more throughout just because I think that it's important for people to realise that that it's possible to be healthy on a vegan diet, on a plant-based diet, forever, forever. To be healthiest, to be your best. It's, it's totally, it's not just, is it possible? It's optimal. So this week we have Adam Guthrie on the show. He was my very first guest and he trusted me to share his story all those years ago, back in July 2017. Um, and I have to say... I was so honoured and humbled that he did trust me with that and his story. Please, I'll leave his episode in the show notes. Episode number one was um, From Heart Disease to Iron Man and Adam will share a bit of his story again, a little recap in this episode, but please go back and listen to it. because Obviously, I'm mortified because I sound like a weird robot in the introduction because I was all new to it and... <laughs> It was really confronting to me and so forgive how I sound. And anyway, it was just, (laughs) it is what it is. But Adam's story is still there. Um, Adam's story is still there and well worth a listen. So please check it out back at episode one. And this week we're doing a little bit of a revisit. How's he going now? 
and what's he doing with himself? And yeah, and we just talk about things that we're interested in. We both had milestone birthdays last month. 50, he turned 50 and I turned 40. So we talk a little bit about how we celebrated those two milestones and lots of things to do with foods and cravings. And we talked about his heart disease journey. We spoke about the work that he's doing now and the people that he's helping now with his I Feel Good magazine and his programs and so much more. Sauteing cooking tips. And he answered so many great questions and it was just a great chat with an old friend. It felt like, yeah, it was really, really lovely. So thank you so much, Adam, for coming on the show. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. And, yeah, please share this episode with everyone and check out Adam at adamguthrie.com, ifeelgood.com.au and on Instagram, Adam Guthrie, Facebook, I Feel Good Magazine. All those links will be in the show notes, so check them out. And otherwise, please share this episode with everyone you know because this is our leading cause of death, heart disease, across most of the Western civilization. So you sharing this story may actually save the life. Adam's story may actually save the life of someone that you know. So it's that important that stories like Adam's get shared to prevent other people from developing heart disease and having a fatal heart attack, which 60% of people who have heart attacks don't make it back, as Adam mentions in this episode. So sharing is a quick, easy way that you can possibly prevent someone from having a heart attack and not being with their families again. So it's so important that people hear these stories. So thank you for sharing. Thank you for liking, commenting, tagging, all of those things. All of those things help this message get out to those who need to hear it most. And I'll see you at the end of the show. Enjoy. Hello, Adam, and welcome back to the show. Thanks. Thanks for having me back. It's awesome. It's about been two and a half years since we've had a chat. It's gone so fast. I think it was like yesterday. It does feel like it's gone in a blink of an eye. And it's, yeah, July 2017 when you were the guinea pig for episode one. (laughs) You agreed to come on the very first episode. It seems bizarre now that I even had the the guts to contact you and ask you to come (laughs) on to a show with no no episodes. But... (laughs) Man, I, Here we are. I thought it was super cool, you know, and it's where you started. So how many episodes you've done now? 120. You'll be the 123rd episode. Wow. I feel so privileged to be the first. Thanks yeah, far. I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm really glad. I obviously, you know, felt, felt a heart connection when we met all those time ago and it's so nice to see you still thriving. And if you haven't listened to Adam's story, as I said, episode number one, go back and listen to it. But he's going to give us a little bit of a recap now anyway for anyone who is listening and is thinking you know I want to know Adam's story rather than just the recap just give us a bit of your story for anyone who hasn't heard it okay uh at age 39 I was 110 kilos I was obese and I had a heart attack I had a heart attack in the surf um one day and and what was really interesting I'd been vegetarian for since I was 21 I still became obese, all that dairy, some processed foods, still ate heaps of vegetables, you know, all the good stuff. But that dairy and some processed foods was enough to still make me obese and give me a heart attack. So, um, yeah, I had this heart attack and I came across a whole food plant-based diet, you know, a whole food vegan diet, and <clears throat> I started eating that way. How did you come across a whole food plant-based diet? How did I come across it? Well, Interesting. When I got out of hospital, they send you out of hospital with five meds from a, for a heart attack. And it's important you take those because it's serious. Only 60% of, actually only 40% of people survive their first heart attack. Mm. How many? 40? 40%. Oh, wow. 60% bang, dead, gone, ain't coming back. So I'm really lucky that I'm still here. But these meds they give you will keep you alive. And it's really important. The statistics show that if you've had a heart attack, it's highly likely you could have another one and you may not survive. So it's super important you take them. 
And so I did. I came home. They sent me home with the five meds. I religiously took them. And someone gave me a copy of the book, The China Study. It had just come out. And I'm recovering on the couch at home reading this China study book. And obviously, the China study, the biggest nutritional study that's ever been done. And it was talking about how, you know, people had been reversing disease and um, heart disease and cancer and type 2 diabetes and all these things through a plant-based diet. So I read that. And then a month later, I went to my cardiologist for the checkup that you have to have. And I said, look, I don't feel too good, doc. I feel like I've lost my mojo. I'm really flat. And, you know, I'm a pretty enthusiastic guy, so for me to be flatlining with no enthusiasm was like death. And I said, he said, Adam, it's side effects of the meds, but you need to get used to it because you're going to be on them for the rest of your life. And I'm reading the book and I'm thinking, there's got to be another way. And I left there and came home and Googled how to reverse heart disease with food. And I came up with all these plant-based doctors, you know, Dr. Michael Clapper, Dr. John McDougall, Dr. Caldwell Esselstyn, all these plant-based, Dr. Dean Ornish, all these plant-based doctors came up who had been treating patients for like 25, 30 years on a whole food plant-based diet, reversing the diseases. And I went, man, I'm a chef. I can give this a go. I could ditch the dairy. That's all I really have to get rid of and a little bit of junk food. So I did. I ditched it and I started eating this way. And within six months, I'm off all meds and it's nine and a half years later and I haven't had to take them since. And in actual fact, my cholesterol's um, under 3.9, which, you know, in Australia, you know, that's what they, you know, they call heart attack proof. All the plant-based doctors call it heart attack proof under 3.9. In America, it's a different number, but it's equals the same. If you get under this number, hardly anyone's ever had a heart attack. And, you know, all cardiologists want to get you under that and they do it with meds successfully. But the side effects, you can do it with a whole food plant-based diet. And it happened to me. So I'm pretty stoked. And as a result of that, I gained all this energy and I went and did an Ironman triathlon and completed that. So it's totally transformed my world, my health, my energy. Like life is incredible. I never knew it could feel so good, life and your own body and your health and your energy because it's incredible. And I wish it for everyone. Like I'm on the road all the time now doing classes and talks just so people know there's a choice. Like my vision is one day, and it is starting to happen, but one day that if you have heart disease or type 2 diabetes or an autoimmune disease or any of the lifestyle-related diseases that are caused by what we put in our mouth, um, when you sit down with a doctor, they say, look, you can have the meds. They're going to keep you alive which is okay, but you're going to have side effects. However, you could choose a whole food plant-based diet. And if you chose that, this is what's going to happen. We could probably get you off all your meds. If not, totally you know, downsize them so you don't have to take many. Your energy is going to go through the roof. You're going to look and feel younger. You're going to um, you know, have all this energy and life's going to be really, really good. And, but you have to change your lifestyle. And that's not easy. It's not easy. That ain't easy because of your old habits. Um, but we'll support you through it. And that's my vision. I want to see that one day. I want to see that too. And it started to happen. It started to happen. That is so awesome. So tell us, there's so many, I've got so many things I want to talk to you about because we have very similar passions in this area. But tell people about the work that you're doing now because you were a chef and then you became a plant-based chef. Is that right? Yeah, I did my apprenticeship as a chef. Um, back in the 80s, in a, actually one of the best restaurants in Australia back then. It was called The Baker and the Bunyip. It was in Berry, New South Wales, which is two hours' drive south of Sydney. And we were in the Sydney Morning Herald Good Food Guide every single year for about 10 years. And what made it so great was, you know, back in the 80s, everything was French. And it was a French restaurant. And I worked under these French chefs. And uh, we were literally doing paddock to plate back then in the 80s. And I hate saying it these days because I'm, you know, vegan. But um, it, the farmers would bring, you know, whole goats and whole pigs and whole ducks and all these chickens and eggs and all these vegetables would arrive on our door at the back of the restaurant every Wednesday. And then we would create a new menu based on um, what they delivered. And we made everything from scratch. So I got a really good foundation. And then from there, I went on and I went traveling and worked in a few places. I became vegetarian, went to UK, worked in 
vegetarian restaurants in the UK. And, and then I came back to Australia and opened my own. And um, I've had three cafes. Uh, I didn't go in the restaurants. I just did cafes. And um, it, was, um, really, it was really fun. And then I deviated from that. And my parents were, had a real estate agency in Berry, and I went into real estate with them. And I did that for about 15 years. And then I had the heart attack. And I, after the heart attack, I went and studied plant-based nutrition with E. Cornell. And I thought, I actually thought to myself, I need to like create a meal plan for myself to stick with this thing. So I created a little app and it's called I Feel Good. And we turned it into like these little magazines within inside the app, which is a weekly magazine. And I had the recipe and the meal plan and the shopping list and and it went crazy. Like it's on 540,000 phones now. That was like eight years ago, that was nine years ago that we made that. It's incredible. And we're actually revamped it this year and we're launching the new magazine this year. But I created this little meal plan app and um, to keep me on track. And I thought, well, I was doing it at home myself. And I thought, well, maybe others would like it. So that's why we created the app. And we put the little meal plans in there for people. And that's how I got started teaching others to do it. I just wanted to share. It was just helping me. But I thought, well, others might have a benefit for it. And then down the track after I did the Ironman, a lot of people just kept asking me, Adam, how did you do that? Like, how did you transform your health? And I thought, well, the best way to share that with people would be to create a program. I'm teaching them how to actually live and eat a whole food plant-based diet and other lifestyle factors like moving your body and pausing, you know, breathing and meditation and things and working on our habits and belief systems. And so we created a little program that did that. And that started two years ago. And we, I think there's been over a thousand people done that program now. And it's incredible. Like, People get their bloods done before they start. They get their bloods done after they start, and this is what happens consistently. Blood pressure drops, cholesterol drops, their blood sugars start to normalize, their energy goes up, their skin clears up. Like It's incredible, and it's consistent. Like I see it every day, and it's consistent. And all I do is teach them how to eat this way properly and you know, put the food in their mouth because you can have all the knowledge in the world. You can watch every doco. You can read every book. You can do all that sort of stuff, but still – not go and put it into action, you know? And so I thought, well, what's really, we need to be able to take that knowledge and practically apply it. And I'm really good at teaching people how to practically make the food and get it into their mouth because everything changes when you put it in your mouth (laughs) and it just all changes. And um, so we do that and people, you know, over the two years now, people have within 12 weeks have reversed type 2 diabetes and 80 months later, they still don't have it. Um, we've had people, their doctors take them off blood pressure and cholesterol medications um, over, over time. They do it all with their doctors. The doctors monitor them, and it's important that happens. And I just teach them how to eat the food. And with the combination with me teaching them to eat the food and the doctors monitoring them, their doctor slowly takes them off their meds, and people's lives are totally transformed. Like there was one lady couldn't walk to a letterbox and without like literally having a heart attack. She was obese. She was high blood pressure, high cholesterol, type 2 diabetic. And now it's two years later, and every single day she walks four to five Ks, goes for a swim. She had this vision of she wanted to go and climb all these steps on these temples throughout Asia. And so she just came back from doing that like thousands of steps on all these temples. She couldn't walk to the letterbox. Like her, and now she's like no longer diabetic, no longer has to take any meds. She's in her BMI. She's got all this energy. Like it's incredible. And that's just one person. Like it happens to everyone that consistently eats this way. And you would know that because you interview heaps of people as well. That it happens to, right? It's happened to you. It's happened to me. It's like insane. It's so exciting. So I love that program. I love teaching people to do it. It goes for... I used to do it for four weeks. We'd do the four-week program, but then people would treat it like a diet. Is it face-to-face or online, Adam, for people who are listening? It's all online. It's group. How how we do it is they hop in to the program and there's a four-week program. We used to do it for four weeks, but people would treat it like a diet. So I then think, that's no good. I want sustainable change. So we changed it to a year so people could do the habit, create habit change. Because everyone, when you start something, you get really enthusiastic and then you drop the ball. It happens with everything. And then you need someone to help you pick it back up. 
and then you go a bit further and you drop it again. And it just keeps going like that. And over a year, you can create good habit change by having someone support you pick the ball back up. But you can't do that in four weeks. So, but we, you jump in, the four-week program's there that we um, start with and people just can go through that self-paced. There's people in the program being there one day and being there two years, so we're all in it together. It's like a membership, really, and um, we all support each other. It's super positive. Um, so all the content's on the website, and then we have a Facebook group where we support each other, and the rules are everything has to be positive. There's no one. There's no negativity. It's all support. It's all encouragement. It's just total love, and it's incredible. And then I do a Facebook Live once a week where we talk at what do we look at? Um, sometimes we talk about how do you do this when no one else in your house wants to, <laughs> okay? How do you do it when you travel? Yes, I travel all the time. I still eat this way all the time. How do you uh, do it if you're super busy and you don't have much time? You know, how do you get your kids involved and starting to eat plant-based? Yes, you know, we do all these sort of topics. And, you know, you get these sweet cravings. What do you do? What sort of foods? And we've got all these great sweet recipes that people can eat that only make them healthy and get them through those sweet cravings. But you find over time when you eat this way, like you would experience it too, that you know, once you get nourished again and you become healthy, the sweet cravings disappear. Like, you just don't get them anymore. Um, but while they're, while you're making that transition, if you've got a sweet tooth like I did, it's pretty hard, right? It's pretty hard. So that's what we do in there. It was so hard. I was making whole cakes at the start of this transition. I'm making whole – because no one else would eat the cake because they were vegan cakes. Yeah, yeah. I'd make a whole vegan cake and just annihilate it. Um, at the very beginning, because I just had such a sweet tooth and I had all of my usual things were gone. And back in 2000, um, well, six when I started playing around with it, but got serious in 2008, there wasn't anything around to compare to the things that you used to have. And now I don't want the most of the things that are out there to com- that do compare because I know that they're so bad for you. But, yeah, at the start, it's really, really tricky. So I'm so glad that you're out there helping people. It's really tricky. Yeah, so we do that. The other cool thing that is really that everyone um, appreciates in the group, everyone has access to me every single day. So they can ask any question about a whole food plant-based lifestyle, and I answer every question every day. Like, it's my full-time job now. It takes me three hours to answer everyone's questions. Like, you don't get that anywhere else. It's insane. It's like it's such an incredible resource for people that really want to go and learn how to eat this way and start eating the food. And once you eat the food, you get the benefits. So I'm I'm really proud of it and I'm really um, – I love our community. We've got the I Feel Good community and we call ourselves I Feel Gooders. And um, it's just we have meetups and it's really – it's quite special. It's, um, everyone's just on this journey of – having a new life. That is so wonderful. What I, one, one thing I wanted to ask you after all of your years of doing this, what would be, just for people who are listening, just even though they haven't joined your program and they all should jo- join your program <laughs> if you need the support. Well, they don't have to, but if they want to learn. Yeah, yeah, can, yeah, yeah. You, you know? don't have to, of course, <laughs> but I mean it's, it's a good program yeah. if you need yeah. something, some extra support. But what would be your, so not your top three, I'm going to ask them later, but what would be three things that, people ask you the most like three things that you're like oh people ask me these things the most yeah the things that people ask me the most it's mainly about food prep and how do you make it less (laughs) 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 because the reality is eating this way does take more time if you're doing it properly but you know the tips are you double double the recipes and freeze some. You know, so those days that you're really busy or you can't or you can't um, don't have time to cook, you can just pull something out of the freezer. That's one of them. The other thing that people ask is how do you do it on the road? Yeah. Like, you know, I can't do this. Um, um, and you know, get the Happy Cow app. You'll end up in some. You'll find some pretty amazing vegan places. They may not be all whole food plant based, but um, you can ask for no oil if you want to. Um, you know, things like in the car, like if I'm traveling all the time, I'll just go to the supermarket and I'll buy those bags of leaves. Some people freak out at this because they're not this far down the journey. But you'll get to the point where you'll crave leafy greens, okay? And I'll be in the car with a bag of those leafy green salad mix and I'm eating it like chips. Like seriously, I just eat the leafy greens like chips. You know, I buy heaps of fruit on the road. I buy um, – 
Yeah, I'm not one that takes makes my stuff and take it with me. I can eat this on the road really well. At the worst case scenario, I can go to any cafe and order a whole meal salad sandwich with no butter or margarine. Like, and that's the yeah. worst. <laughs> you know, it's so easy to do if you know where to find yes. it and how to ask. And we teach people how to ask and stuff. The other thing, seeing that Christmas has yeah. just been, everyone's asking, like, you know, how do you do it with no, – um, you know, Christmas, and we can take that a step further. The other one is how do you do this when no one else mm. wants to in the house? Well, it's super easy. You know, everyone, those that eat meat, they um, eat vegetables too, right? Meat and three veg. <laughs> so you make the plant-based dish as the vegetable dish for the for the evening and you cook off their piece of meat. And instead of plating up, I, I never plate up and I encourage people never to plate up. You put, you know, the the pot of or the bowl of plant-based food onto the table, you put the meat stuff onto a, onto a plate or a platter onto the table, and then everybody at the table just helps themselves. And those that want the plant-based thing, you just take your own for you, and then the meat eaters take their meat, and then they take the plant-based thing for their veggies for the night. That's so easy. It's no extra work. It's so simple. I think for most people, it can be that there is that pushback in families. And that is such a great solution saying, you know, just cook. And that's what I tell all my clients as well. I say, you know, just cook that other than the meat on a side by itself and then make the, the plant-based dish the, the hero and then have the meat on the side. And eventually they'll just they'll look so sad and pathetic compared to your gorgeous <laughs> rainbows of plants. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully the people will just slowly eat less and less of the meat and more and more of the amazing plant thing. Put more love into exactly. the plants and then grill off a sad <laughs> piece of meat. And <laughs> exactly, you know. And you know what happens? Um, all the ladies in the group say their husbands end up not eating the meat anymore and they just eat the plant-based meal over time. Yeah, yeah. And I have had people tell that to it's me too. A- over Time and time again, they're like, oh, my yeah. gosh, this is actually really good. And I think a lot yeah. of people find when you say no oil and they say, then they're like, nah, I'm, now you've gone too far, <laughs> you know. Yeah. You took away the meat and now you're not cooking oil. It's going to be miserable. But once they realize yeah, yeah. that you can add flavor without oil. Yeah. And here's the tip with, you know what, because most people go, well, how do I saute my onions without oil, right? So here's the, the thing that gives you know, dishes really good flavor is those caramelized onions. And when you cook the onions in the oil, they go brown, and that's the sugars in the onions caramelizing. So, you know, when I first started eating this way 10 years ago, everyone said saute in water. And I started doing that. If you're doing that, don't do that. (laughs) Because what happens is it just steams the onions. They're just white and they're not, don't get the caramelization. So I put my chef hat on one day and I'm in the kitchen. I'm thinking, wonder what would happen if I just put the pot on the stove or a frying pan or even go out to the barbecue, no oil, and just heated it up and threw the onions in and started sauteing, just moving around the pan with a spoon. Well, guess what? They just start to caramelize just like they do in oil. They start to go brown, and then you get these little um, residues on the base of the of the pot. And that's if you've ever heard of um, deglazing the pan, where it has those burnt bits on the base of the pan, and you add a little bit of stock or water, and that lifts it off and adds more depth of flavour. So you brown your onions, creates this brown stuff on the bottom of the pan, add a little bit of water or stock, stir it so that brown stuff comes off, and then it just it's almost like you've cooked it in oil. Not the same because oil's got some flavor. But even the texture, the silkiness, it just looks like it's been cooked in oil almost. And then you get depth of flavor. Wow. Hot tip, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so on the note, topic of cooking, because you're an expert and I'm not an expert, what would you say if people with a sweet tooth right now are listening and they're saying, well, I'm not at the stage of eating green leafies like chips? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they might freak a few people out. Um, what would you suggest for those people? Would you be your three really quick sweet sweet tooth craving solutions? Like we make, we make um, bliss balls but without coconut oil. Um, you know, we use make them with oats and cacao powder if we want chocolate ones and dates. So dates and oats and um, cacao, and they're really they'll bind into a beautiful thing, mm. into a beautiful ball. They're yeah. really good. They're my go-to. Although I have to say, as someone 
that has food addiction issues, I I have to avoid making them because I don't eat all of them go into my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, they do. They can trigger you to eat more for sure. But you know, as you if you more more you start eating the leafy greens and you know the starchy vegetables, you know, without oil, you you know you don't even crave that. You don't even need to go to the bliss ball. You know, you don't. Need, but we've got you know you know cakes and we've got incredible cakes and muffins and all those sort of things that have no oil and no vegan butters and no, you know, nothing in there that's um, going to hurt you at all. It's all just whole plant foods and whole sweet things. Like we use apple puree in a lot of stuff and use dates and um, but yeah, in the early days when you get those food cravings, um, those sweet ones, these really have helped people overcome those rather than going to the processed junk like the chocolates and the you know the high calorie cakes and buns and things that everyone eats um they'd be able to pop these in instead and it gets it through it while they nourish themselves with the others and over time then they don't crave this anymore and so many people have commented that's what's happened absolutely i just wanted to just be fair because i always default to the things that were my own experience but i have a lot of people who come to me and they're they don't have a sweet tooth, but their addiction is like crunchy chips, you know, like packet Lay's crisps. <laughs> what do you say for those people when they're saying, you know, I just want a bag of chips at 8 o'clock at night, yeah. I'm desperate for some chips. And I'm, I'm not someone who has that craving, but what do you suggest for those people? Well, if you like that crunchy chip thing, get some wholemeal Lebanese bread, cut it up into triangles. Pop it in the oven and bake it until it goes crispy. Yeah. And then you can pull that out and have some dips with it, some hummus. Yes, hummus, you know, you know, some people on a whole food plant-based diet don't have salt. Some people have a little bit of salt. I'm one that has a little bit of salt. And, um, you know, I have salt in my hummus, not a lot, but a little bit. And so it's got a little bit of a salty twinge. So you can dip those crunchy things into hummus. Mm. Okay, we have hummus without oil. I don't use the, you know, we have a recipe that doesn't use oil. And so, you know, you can snack on that sort of stuff. It's super good. You can also, before you bake it, you could um, also put some herbs and spices over it, you know, some Italian herbs or rub, rub some cumin into the bread with a little bit of water so it sticks and then bake it. Ah, see, you've just given me That's a tip because I'm always like, how do I get this to stick to this bread? When I yeah, do just the, a bit of water. Ah, just a spray of water. I actually, years ago, I heard, I think it was High Carb Hannah. I don't know if you know. I've heard of her, but I haven't followed her. Well, yeah, she's a YouTuber. But she had, and you just reminded me, I'm thinking now I'm going to do that with the water for the <laughs> for the chips. She had a bottle, a spray bottle in her fridge of pickle juice, the juice from a jar yes. of pickles, that she sprays on her popcorn as it comes out of the machine so that then she can get the nutritional yeast and seasoning to stick <laughs> awesome. and it tastes amazing and that's in our, fr- our fridge has a giant <laughs> hairspray bottle of pickle <laughs> juice in it and my husband's always saying everyone eat pickles <laughs> like you're not eating pickles fast <laughs> enough because <laughs> he wants the juice wow that's a great idea i'm gonna do that i'm gonna teach people to do that put their pick put their spray pickle of pickle juice, spray juice for the popcorn sticks and that's another good one popcorn's a good one right you can do the popcorn maker that's crunchy but the chips those those um, wholemeal Lebanese yeah, bread. Yeah. Okay. Great, everyone. Buy one that's only buy one that's only made with flour, water, salt. There's a few brands. That yeah. Do that. Just read the some ingredients the because there are some like my, you know, my family members aren't the great at reading the ingredients, and so they go to the store and they come back and this is what you want, and I'm like, oh god, it's full of absolutely everything <laughs> disastrous. <laughs> read the back because there is that one that I I know the one you're talking about, and it's. Is that woolly? Is that woolies and everywhere? If you're in Australia, yeah. and it's just water, flour, and salt. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Okay, so what would be your typical day of eating for people who are listening now? Post heart attack, ten years on, ten years on. Yeah, ten years. It's been ten years. Turned and actually turned fifty um, a month ago. When was so your birthday? Ninth of December. Oh, mine's seventeenth of December. I turned forty. We both had milestone birthdays. Ah, you're a sad joke too. Oh, wow. No wonder we Happy like birthday, Sagittarius. 
That's so awesome. Yeah. Oh, great. How was your birthday? Did you have a midlife crisis again? No, I did that when I was 39 when I had a heart attack at 40, right? <laughs> but yeah, the birthday was excellent. What did I do on my birthday? Um, we actually, my wife and I, see, all our kids are grown up now and left home. and, and so Grandbabies, don't you? One, one uh, or two? Two. Two, yep. And I, so my wife and I, we just had a, we had a eating out day. So we went to my favorite cafe in Byron here where I live, the general, and we had, um, I think I had avo on toast, actually, sourdough toast. And, um, and then we went to, we went back there for lunch and we had a big nourish bowl. And then for dinner, we went to No Bones. Actually, we all, we got all the family together and we went to No Bones for dinner. So we just had an eat out day for my, that's all I wanted to do. Rue was saying, let's have a party. Like, oh, no, nah, I just want to chill, you and me. Let's just do something nice together. That's what's special to me for my 50th. That's, let's just do that. That's really lovely. So we did. Well, congratulations. Yeah. Happy birthday. Ah, what did you do for yours, Smile? Did you have a big <laughs> Well, I was. <laughs> De- desperately trying to avoid it. I wasn't. I wasn't worried about t- thirty. I was very excited about because I had such a horrible twenties with my diagnosis and my brother dying. And so thirties, I was pumped for because I was like, "Oh, get rid of that twenties." You know, I was plant based then, and I was feeling fantastic. And I was like, "Bring it on!" Now I'm not in pain. I'm thinner. I feel better. So thirties was gr- were great, but forties I kind of it was a bit of a like oh I'm mortal. I had that oh like yeah it's it's coming to the like you know I may be halfway there <laughs> yeah. And so that happened to me. And I was surprised to think oh wow like forty like it's I'm finished having babies. I'm done the the milestone ticks of marriage and things, and the next is down to death. <laughs> Well, that's that. Well, that's the midlife yeah, crisis. Yeah, right? that's why I think that's that people sort of have like midlife crisis, right? Yeah. Well, it was. Um, you know, I was towards my end of my thirties. I was getting like that. You know, I end up with a heart attack. You know, but life can be good after forty. It's been awesome for me after forty. <laughs> Absolutely. So I'm not thinking that it's the end, but I did make me go, okay. Well, what kind of am I doing? And I think I. Really, I've just went kind of inward on my 40th and I went away for three nights by myself and I just was reflecting on like, am I in alignment with the person I want to be if this is who I'm going to be until I die? And I left thinking like, you know, I think I'm doing all right. Are you happy with who you are? <laughs> well, I think I'm, I don't think I'm doing anything that I innately think is out of morally, ethically or morally against my value system. You know what I mean? That was really about going in and going, you know, I think I'm, you know, I'm vegan for the animals and I'm doing my best to spread this message of plant-based health to to everyone around the world that I can. And I'm kind (laughs) in general. So yeah, I was, I just did a bit of a look around myself to go like, am I, could I do things better? And there are areas I could do better, like putting my phone down. I could put my phone down a lot more and have more time connecting to my inner space rather than running away from my inner space into a scrolling, <laughs> scrolling. Absolutely. And it's so important to pause and go into that inner space. It's one of the things, you know, you know, this wellness and health is like a triad. It's like a triangle. Um, you know, I've been a meditator since I was 21 and I meditate every day. I still had a heart attack, okay? You've got to have the food, you've got to move your body, and you've got to stop and pause. And for me, the pausing is meditation or breathing work, um, and it's important to take all of that, really, really important to incorporate all of that into your life. And, yeah, you know, you don't want to do it all at once. You work on the bit that needs the work straight away, and I recommend if we're not whole food plant-based right now, that is the foundation, that's where it needs to start because the health will change <laughs> and then the others, you'll have the energy to do the others. Yes. And that's what people often say to me. You know, where, there's so many factors, Corinne, and, you know, when you listen to, we've had Dr. Team Sherzai on the show and lots of other doctors on the show talking about the, you know, stress, sleep, hydration, exercise. There's so many well, pillars of health in lifestyle medicine. But diet, if you're exhausted and you feel terrible – it's so difficult to make this other – when you're in a cloud of brain fog, like we – I'm sure you were, but I – my 20s, I was just in 
a haze in my brain. And then when that's taken off, you can go, oh, now I can make changes to my diet, exercise, or I can make changes to the sleep habits that I go before bed that keep me up with insomnia all night. I can make changes in my relationship or career. That's why diet, I think that people think that, oh, you know, well, I'll just do the exercise first, but the diet is the foundation. You're going to be too tired for exercise and constipated and ugh for exercise if your diet is forgotten and on the back burner. Totally. Absolutely, totally. If you have the diet right, you eat the plant-based diet, you're going to have the energy to be able to do all the other stuff. You have the energy to exercise. Your your mind will be clearer and you'll be aware. Your intuition will rise and you'll be aware and it will want you to stop and pause and you'll feel okay about sitting still for mm. a little while, you know. Mm. But, anyway, yeah, it's good. So you came out of this weekend, right? You came out of this weekend. So what's the future? So you've still got like at least another 40 years to go, well, right? I always, <laughs> I always say I'm living to 120 now <laughs> because sick people are living to 100. So surely I get 20 extra on them. I'm sure you'll get an extra 20 too. Let's see what happens. So what are you going to do with these extra, this the rest of your life? Because you've got more life left than you've just had. Absolutely. No, look, I don't mind, honest, honest to be honest, I don't mind when I die. And I do think that you die when you're, I, for me personally, I think you die when your soul has finished its purpose in this human body. Agreed. So if my soul says, Look, Corinne, you've done enough and you have to go at any time, I'm all right with that. I'm, 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 I'm all right with that. But in all seriousness, I like life and I want to watch my kids grow. And so that's the part that wants me to live to 120. But because I don't want to miss out on their yeah. being with them and my husband. But as far as me as a spirit being, I, I'm okay. Uh, I think that what's happened for me in the last few months, musing on turning 40 and thinking about it, is just this thing about just honouring myself. So my plan for the next 60 years is if I'm connecting to myself and listening to what my highest purpose feels like. I hope that that is spreading kindness and compassion on this earth in this form and loving people and being present with people more. And that's all I could hope for. Like I'm happy to do that. Being a healthy body and mind, take as best care of myself as possible and then spread that outward as much as I can to my community and to the world. I can feel it. I can feel it spreading outwards. <laughs> I just felt it then when you did yeah. that. It was amazing. I hope so. Absolutely. I hope so. And I agree with you. You know, we never know when we're going to die. And it's so important to actually focus on the now and be present and um, be, you know, 100% with people that you're with at that point in time and just take it step by step. And life becomes less stressful and it's happier. And when we focus on that, I agree with you 100%. Absolutely, 100%. absolutely. But that isn't, it isn't always easy because there are things like the bushfires at the moment here in Australia at the time of recording. I don't know if it's going to be better by the time this episode airs. Fingers crossed and toes. Yeah. But I, yeah, I mean, that is, big. you know, you do, it is, I'm not saying that I'm zen all the time because this week's been pretty harrowing in our country and I haven't, I've been on my phone way too much and seen way too many images of wildlife and joeys and people's homes it's so sad that so absolutely sad. break my heart so I I but I still think I'm in a better place to see those images than I was if I saw them before I went whole food plant-based and before I did a lot of self-work and mm. I think that yeah I think it's an easier place to look at it now and now I feel more like rather than being when I was in my 20s I would have been more in a victim mentality this is all happening it's terrible and everything's hopeless whereas now that I've realize the power of the human spirit, I feel more, I keep thinking of that saying, action is the antidote to despair. And I just think, what can we do? What can we do? What can we do? And that really helps me not go into a pit of hopelessness. Yeah, absolutely. That's, you know, serving others and helping them um, takes you out of your own head. It's one of the best things we can do for our own mental health is to serve others because it's not about us anymore. It's about 
and you forget about you and you just focus on others. Um, it's such a powerful thing for well-being and balance. And, you know, right at the moment there's a lot of animals suffering, there's a lot of people suffering. You know, with these fires, it's, you know, it's devastating. And whatever we can do to support them in any way we can, um, it, it, that's a good thing. Absolutely. Is there smoke around where you are? Not now. Um, there was a few months ago. We had a lot of fires up mm. here. I actually got trapped. Um, I was coming back from Sydney and I got caught at Yamba, which is one hour away from Byron. And they shut down the highway and I had to go out via Grafton to Inverell through, the, through these mountains and to Byron, six-hour drive to get home. But I drove from Yamba to Inverell over the mountains and the entire three-hour drive was just ash. I just drove through ash. It had, like I, it blew my mind how large the fire was, and that was like a few months ago. Now you go south coast of New South Wales, and it's like, like, like so much bigger than that. Like it blows my mind how like this whole great dividing range has just been annihilated, taken to ash. I know. There's so much land. It's mind-blowing. It's so mind-blowing. Anyway. I'm so glad you're safe and I'm so glad that that's over. I'm so, and also that you had petrol in your car. Like imagine if you were on an yeah. empty tank. Yeah, well, there's petrol stations. Oh, okay, a few. few. few, yeah. few, few. Yep. Sounds like you're in the middle of nowhere yep. and there's no <laughs> petrol. Well, no, it's it's real roads and things, but yeah. Yeah, oh, I'm glad that you're okay. Yeah. Now, I interrupted before we went on our big midlife crisis birthday chat. And took, <laughs> I took over with mine. <laughs> okay, it's good to hear. And I'm glad you had a good birthday on your own, self-reflecting. It's a great <laughs> We, I did, I did actually have a party here, a little potluck, vegan potluck. I said everyone has to come, it has to be vegan and no waste. You know, bring your own everything and plates. And it was nice. It was just a nice daytime party. So that was good. All the kids just going crazy in the backyard. That for me, seeing all the little cousins and little little vegans from our area and our playgroup all playing in the garden and just thinking, oh, look, I've made made lots of really lovely connections and this, they're all here today. I didn't get to talk to anyone because when you're hosting at your house, you don't get to, you don't get to talk to anyone really, but. Just seeing them was really, really nice. And I thought, oh, well, you know, this 40, these 40 years I've created some beautiful connections and that's really nice. That's really nice. Awesome. Yeah. So back to you, your day, oh, I thought that I skipped too far ahead. So I thought, please, for people who are listening, what was a typical day of eating like for you prior to your, you know, heart attack? Um, prior to the heart attack, gosh, can I remember back that far? I was on the road a lot. I drive a lot. So usually in the morning, what was breakfast? Breakfast would have been, you know, some sort of cereal out of a box with cow's milk. Then I would never take my lunch to work. I'd always buy it. Uh, So I'd go to a bakery and I'd buy a vegetarian or vegan pasty. They'd be vegan. They didn't actually have eggs in them. They're called vegetarian pasties, but they're actually vegan. Vegan pasties. Here's something interesting. Most pies and pastries, whether they're vegan or um, meat, are around 2,000 calories per pie. You know, if you just in your BMI, average person, not an athlete, not a bodybuilder, you only need 1,800 calories just to keep your healthy body weight. One pie is, is like 2,000 calories. Are you calories. serious? So that's that's why two in that's why two in three people in Australia are overweight or obese. You've just had had your one all your calorie intake. In my one mouth bite. is wide open. Two thousand calories. I had so many pies in my twenties. <laughs> 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 no wonder I wasn't feeling good. Two thousand calories. Yeah, so I don't have two of those. Oh. No wonder I went to one hundred and ten yeah. kilos, right? And you know, I my favorite thing back in the nineties when I, it was like in the yeah the nineties was drinking iced coffee moves. I'd have chocolate or iced coffee moves. So I'd have knock those down. Then the dares came out in the two thousands. I had dares. You know, sometimes I get salad wraps. You know, I'd, I'd mix it up. I'd mix it up. Um, I'd always pull into a servo, and that was always my crippler. You go to pay, and right in front of you is all these chocolates, right? <laughs> you know, mine were picnics. I'd pick up two picnic bars. And then over on the side, on the on the rack, what's there? 
chippies, I'd grab some chippies. And then over in the fridge, you know, there'd be Coke or there'd be iced coffee moves, I'd grab one of those and off I'd go. And then, you know, I'd come home for dinner. I worked a lot. You know, I'd leave at 7, come home 9 o'clock most nights and um, I'd get home and everyone's in bed and I'd just order a big family-size vegetarian pizza and I'd eat that and I'd eat that. And then as I actually, as I was getting bigger, the weight was coming on, I actually started to get more depressed. And it wasn't because I was like getting big. That sort of didn't worry me. And I actually didn't really think I was getting that big. The sort of mirror lies to you. <laughs> um, but, but what I noticed was I was getting depression and some days I couldn't get up. Like I pulled blankets over my head and um, I, I really seriously didn't want to be around. Um, those thoughts went through my head a few times and, you know, I didn't act on those thoughts and I never will. Like since I've been eating plant-based, I just don't get those thoughts anymore. But there was, as I was getting bigger, that happened. But what do you do when you get depressed? <laughs> you eat more. So I would finish this pizza and go and open the freezer and pull out a two-litre tub of ice cream and I'd sit there watching TV trying to chill out from the day, de-stress, and then I'd wake up in the morning with this, like, ice cream tub empty on the floor with me on the couch. And it was like, you know, but don't get me wrong, you know, I did eat a lot of dairy, and, but I ate, I'm a chef, so I knew how to cook good food. There's a lot of good fresh vegetables and salads and everything all mixed between that, but I had my fair share of dairy and I had my fair share of junk food that we all do. But those things are so calorie dense, they put weight on you. And a lot of them are all made with isolates, which are, you know, taking, you know, white flour. It's not the whole food. It's like white flour and oil and, um, you know, refined sugars going to make biscuits. And, you know, so they're all poisonous stuff that we eat that are full calorie dense and they just make us sick and you get these diseases. It's interesting now that you're just listening to you speak because I – very similarly, when I was young, when I would do shift work and cause you're tired because you're doing shift work and the hours make you just just feel weird because you're up in the night mm. and awake, asleep in the day or whatever. But I was thinking about when you're talking about the chips and the service station food because I, li- I used to smoke as well and I lived off service station, <laughs> you know, I'd race, I'd race to work, smoking on the way to work, race to work in my car and grab service station food for breakfast to eat at my early morning shift. But the thing is, because they don't fill you up, because they are super calorie dense, but they're, they don't fill you. No you don't feel full. Yeah, they don't fill you up. You just can't, mm. you just can't imagine that they're that calorie dense. Bad. No, you don't you think can't. they are, but they're huge. Because people wouldn't think anything about getting a pie or two pies and a dare, you know, an iced coffee and a chocolate bar. Like people just would think that's just a Monday brunch, you know. Yeah, and there's like 3,000 calories. Yeah, it's 3,000 <laughs> calories. They're like, why have I got a problem? <laughs> and I was thinking, you know, why have I got a problem? <laughs> but then when you're saying that, I'm exactly. thinking, oh, my gosh, you know, every morning before work I probably smashed in 3,000 calories before – before it even had a proper breakfast, you know, just a, this is my wake-up yeah. snack. <laughs> exactly. And the beautiful thing about a whole food plant-based diet, we don't have to count calories if we do it correctly. Like I can have a beautiful burrito bowl with like bean mix and um, lots of leafy greens and I can make some authentic guacamole and I make this little bit of cashew sour cream that I put a tablespoon on and, you know, I can – and some rice. I can have that. That's 350 calories and it's huge. Or I could have three tablespoons of olive oil for the same calories. That's the thing. So I could actually fill my calorie intake. You know, I could add some olive oil to that bowl if I wanted to or in the cooking, three tablespoons, and I've just made it a 750-calorie bowl. I can eat then, you know, two and a half of those a day or I could eat five or six a day if I leave the oil mm, out. Mm. And people, people, at the end of the day, we all like eating yeah, I love, I love it. it. We all like eating. So it just seems yeah. so such a no-brainer to ditch the oil and get to eat, you know, twice as much. Yeah. Twice as much, exactly. And, you know, that's what blows people out in our program. They go, Adam, I haven't eaten so much in my entire life, but I've just lost 10 kilos in the last four weeks. Like, but I just haven't stopped eating. And it's like so good, you know. It's, it blows people's minds. It blows people's Okay, mind. Adam, so th- 
I think, because of authority, 10 to the hour. I just thought, lastly, people tell people where they can find you and follow you on social media, Instagram, where they can find your website, all those things. Yep. They can go to adamguthrie.com. They can go to ifeelgood.com.au. And they can follow me on Instagram at Adam Guthrie. And they can, Facebook is I Feel Good Magazine. I think it's I Feel Good Magazine. I better check I'll that. put the link in the show notes. So we'll get it sorted yep. out. Click on okay. the link if you are looking for it. And lastly, Adam, where what would be today? I asked you this two and a half years ago, but I'm going to ask you again. What would be your three biggest tips for people who want to transition to a plant-based diet? Three biggest tips. Number one, decide to do it. Number two, look at your current recipes of meals that you're eating and go and Google whole food plant-based like if, let's say, for example, you like spaghetti bolognese, go and Google whole food plant-based spaghetti bolognese. You will definitely find one with no oil. Make sure you add no oil to the search and you'll find something and give it a go. And the next tip, anyone wants to transition to whole food plant-based, is definitely get support. It's not easy. Um, it, and the reason why I say that is because if you, you do drop the ball, it's a big lifestyle change. If you can get yourself into a community where people are all heading in that direction and people that have been down the path before you, so you've got good role models, um, people that are at the same level as you, um, everyone just, it just supports things to help you stick to it longer term and make the transition. So they'd be, if anyone came to me and sat down with me right now, that's what I'd tell them. Make the decision. Go and find yourself some recipes that you already like and change them to whole food plant-based. And then if you really want to go down this path, um, get support to do it. Like anything, you want to learn a new something new, you need a teacher and you need support. Yep. So join the I Feel Good community. That's what, I'm, that's what I think you should do. Yeah, well, they can if they want to. We'd love to have you. <laughs> I think you We'd should. Uh, thank you so much, Adam, for coming back on the show and having a chat with me. And I'm so, so thrilled to see you doing the incredible work that you're doing, helping people learn this message and adopt, and adopt this way of eating because you are saving lives. You know, As you said, you've had 1,000 people through this program. They've recovered from diabetes and high cholesterol. Their skin's cleared up. They're feeling amazing. That's an amazing gift. You should feel pretty happy at 50 to be doing that beautiful work. It is one of the most rewarding um, feelings that I've ever had in my life is to be able to take some knowledge um, that I've learnt and applied to transform my health and then to be able to share that and pass it on to others um, and see them get the same sort of results is incredible. You know, to see people going from obese to into their BMI, which happens to a lot of people, where their mobility and, and where they can move and exercise because we know how good that feels. It's like it is rewarding. It's very, it's so special and I love it. I love what I do and I'm so grateful that I've been given this opportunity to help and support people. It's amazing what a gift your heart – we talk about this on the show a lot, but f most guests on this show will say that their chronic illness was like one of the greatest gifts that they ever received was getting that wake-up call and realising this – message and then getting this second chance and that second chance to then pay that forward to the people around you so congratulations on having a heart attack <laughs> well, thank <laughs> thank you i'm glad i'm still alive <laughs> from that i'm so glad you're still alive and i'm so glad for me that was multiple sclerosis it was my wake-up call and now i get to do this sharing of these messages that's right ms you had ms and you've been able to manage that and reverse it and incredible yeah, it's so yeah. powerful it's so powerful thank you That's thank incredible. you for thank doing everything that you do like sharing this message interviewing people that are inspiring and doctors like it's so needed and it's so exciting that more and more 
people are getting to hear about the benefits of whole food, plant-based living and lifestyle. And, you know, when, you know, I asked me about, we talked about changing, the thing changing, and it's my vision to see more and more people getting the choice, having the choice. Well, I've got a mate here in Byron who's a dietitian and he's plant-based, and he said, Adam, in the last 12 months, for the first time ever, I've had doctors sending me patients saying high blood pressure, whole food, plant-based diet. High cholesterol, whole food, plant-based diet. That's what the doctors in Byron have been sending patients to him with those words. So it's happening. They're suggesting, yeah, they say get them onto a plant-based diet. It's happening. That is so exciting. It is such exciting times. It's such exciting times. Oh, wonderful. I'm so glad to hear that. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, no worries. Thanks. Thank you so much, Adam, for coming on the show and sharing your story. It was so great to chat with you. I absolutely loved it. And I'll have you back in two and a half years' time for the next revisit. And thank you all so much for listening and sharing and supporting this podcast and donating to the wildlife and to the fire brigades and to whoever you've donated to, please, all of the links are in the show notes. Head over there. Just click on the link that you found on wherever you're watching this episode. Click on the link and you'll get all the information about where to donate to and you can help save some cute little koalas and joeys and possums and things that need bandages or a mum because their mums have died or people's homes or whoever. However you want to spend your money, spend it. <laughs> but please, $2 is, you know, $2, $5. You don't have to give the world. Anything is desperately needed and so very happily received. And I think also in relation, in regards to Adam's programs, I think there might just be a affiliate link in the show notes for anyone who wants to get a discounted, a discount off joining the I Feel Good community with Adam. So please head over there. The affiliate link will be over there and you can get up to 50% off the I Feel Good program when you join. So that is going to be a huge savings and it will be such a great thing to get and you can start working with Adam and working with his community and seeing how your health changes for the better. So head over to the show notes for a gift from Adam to you. All right, bye. Bags are packed, are you ready to go? This time tomorrow we'll be on the road Riding with you in the sunnier